0: Hi, and welcome to Financial Residency Grand Rounds with Dr. Tammy. Today, I have one of my very favorite people in the world, Dr. Amber Botros, with me. She is my hero. She took medicine, which was kind of how we all feel about medicine these days anymore, and she turned it into her passion. So hi, Amber. Thanks for joining me today. Hi, Dr. Tammy. Thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> so like I said, we, we did residency together and after residency, we both became hospitalists and she was a nocturnist, but then she became this super cool person and started modeling and opened her own medical spa. And so I just wanted to kind of talk to you about all of those things today, Amber, I guess, first of all, how did you transition from being a nocturnist into owning a medical spa? Those two things sound very, very different. They
1: are very different. So I utilize the money that I was able to make as a nocturnist to fund my med spa. So for the first four years of being in business, I was also working nights. So initially when I opened my business, I started December of 2014. I was a receptionist, medical assistant nurse. (laughs) (laughs) doctor. And so I would work at night and then I would figure out a few hours during the day to see patients. And then I would continue to work at night. And then the weeks I had off, obviously I would have more hours that I was devoting to med spa life. And so that's kind of how I did it. I just started very, very small scale and slowly cut back. I was still full-time and then I went to part-time and then I was maybe like two or three shifts every two weeks until I felt like I was financially able to then transition out of hospitalist work into full-time medical spot work.
0: So I think I jumped to the end of the story when I asked you how you got started on this latest procedure that you're doing, but how did you start? Were you doing invasive procedures,
1: non-invasive,
0: and how did you get trained?
1: Sure. So I initially was a connoisseur of med spa. So I was going to a facial plastic surgeon and I had several acquaintances that were interested or had their hands in as investors in med spa and saw a need in the Kansas city market for a physician owned and operated med spa. So I, it piqued my interest and I knew that was something just with my artistic background that I thought I'd be skilled at. And so I found a small location. I was driving by and found a small location that I thought was in the, just the absolute perfect spot. So I had an address and I started reaching out to the various pharmaceutical companies, Allergan, Galderma, MERS, and they were able to send in nurse trainers. So I would purchase some of the product and they would send in nurse trainers that worked for the company that were able to train me. I started with. Botulism toxin, so any of the neurotoxins, Botox to sport, to start, and then the fillers like Juvederm, Restylane. I was also doing really not primary care, but more, um, you know, medical weight loss. I started with some hormone replacement. I've taken some secondary education in that, but I didn't go to like a weekend course. I really didn't study under another physician. I had to kind of take a step back and humble myself and say, yes, I am going to learn from a nurse and that's okay. These, these are nurses that are very well-trained to come in and teach physicians. So it wasn't a lot of extra money out of my pocket. It wasn't a lot of long hours. It was really great hands-on training. And then I would bring in friends and family to practice on. And then once I felt that I had (laughs) mastered the technique, then I would start bringing in paying patients. Gotcha. Gotcha.
0: So I guess, where did you go from there? Cause you've just evolved over several years and been doing this for quite a long time. Once you went past the fillers and the Botox, what came next?
1: Sure. So next is really, you kind of need to add some equipment. So your patients are coming in. I hired an esthetician. I hired someone to work the front desk. And then once you start to build this aesthetic clientele, they're asking you about pigment removal and hair removal. And I would recommend once you kind of get to that point, you have several hundred patients. Hair removal is really the most cost-effective piece of equipment you can purchase with the highest return on investment. And I was able to find a piece of equipment that I knew exactly where it had been for about a year prior to purchasing. it. I was able to purchase at a very good rate. And I went ahead and purchased that piece of equipment and then just slowly kind of added equipment from there. But started with laser hair removal. And then I started with Saitan's BBL. It's an IPL machine and then also had a laser for resurfacing the halo. And I had another laser also for resurfacing that's a little bit deeper resurfacing. So I just kind of slowly added the procedures that I knew I had paying patients they were already in the door they were already that I can't stand this term but the low-hanging fruit <laughs> per se, they were already in our database. They were our great patients that we, you know were coming back and felt comfortable and confident in the the services that we were offering. So I knew that we would continue to sell those. But I know I feel like I've talked in circles. But laser hair removal really, once you start looking at equipment, if you can get something that's well priced, that's really the next step. It's, to start with laser hair removal. Everyone has hair and we can treat all <laughs> skin types now. <laughs> so it <laughs> so placed instead of removed, but that's a whole other conversation.
0: <laughs> so did
1: you have to take out a ton of loans when you first started this? I didn't. And, you know, I, I think that it doesn't mean I did things right, or I did things incorrectly, but I essentially just use the money that I was making as a hospitalist and saving that and then pouring that into my business and trying to live a little more modestly. So I didn't take out any loans. I actually didn't take any loans out until very recently with the EDIL L loans from the SBA, just because they were very low interest for a long period. But those really weren't even necessary. I just wanted to expand. But I had a hard time, you know, being a woman, small business owner, not necessarily having money from other sources. I just didn't feel comfortable taking out large loans, but I don't, I don't know that it's an incorrect way if I would have done that, maybe my business would have been even more successful and grown much quicker than the way it did, but I really just kind of started very small scale and slowly built things up. And now we're eight years later. That's amazing.
0: I just love your story. (laughs) (laughs) I think I hear people talking all the time about trying to find side gigs or even find ways out of medicine. And I feel like you just turned medicine into something that you love. So yeah, you're my hero.
1: (laughs) Oh, you're my hero.
0: Are there any words of advice either for things people should look into doing or people should avoid doing if they're trying to open a med spa of their own?
1: Yeah. So one thing that I've noticed is really physicians, they aren't necessarily opening med spas. I think it takes a very particular personality instead of really public service to go into the retail space. It's a different personality. It's a different mindset. You have to sell skincare and you're selling these procedures. And that's not what we are as physicians. We're caretakers. We're not (laughs) salesmen. So it's a different mindset, but. Really, I see a lot of nurses, nurse practitioners, businessmen continuing to open med spas. And it would be amazing to see more physicians because I think that's needed. I see this in a lot of physician groups, how other professionals are taking over our industry. And it would be (laughs) nice to see because the these procedures are not without complication and risk. And especially in our area, I think we were a little slow to the market, but even now in Kansas city, there's, an, if you go to Leewood, there's a med spa every corner. And some of these nurses and nurse practitioners are making a ton of money. They love what they're doing as physicians. We also should be able to play in that arena and we should be able to you know, partake in that. I hear this from my patients all the time. They find worth in me as a physician that I'm doing the injections that they know if they need to come in two weeks, I'll see them immediately. They're not waiting to do follow-ups. If they have a concern, we're calling them right back. It's just a different, I think, type of care that we give as a physician and and obviously a different level of skill. So it would be nice to see more physicians taking over the industry.
0: I know I would be more comfortable going to a med spa that was physician owned and ran. I'm always more comfortable with a physician doing procedures or I mean, even in the clinic than I am with someone who doesn't have as many years of training as we do. So I I agree with you. I think more physicians should be getting into this industry and not allowing, well, not, I shouldn't say not allow, but I guess at least take our place there.
1: So how did you learn to market yourself? So I learned to market myself really just By starting with, I actually, I like how we, I like how I started it before. So Tammy, I learned to market myself, I would say in kind of multifactorial. We both did residency at Research Medical Center. And then I was working in Leavenworth and Lansing, Kansas as a full spectrum primary care doctor there. And then I decided that it was a I wanted to take a different turn than was working as a hospitalist at research medical center. And when I started the med spa, I had a lot of nurses that supported me, hospital staff that were supporting me, a lot of family and friends that would come in that were supporting me and then had hired some staff members that were able to bring their friends and family in. And, and so kind of just really, it was word of mouth to start. And then I also have have had several different websites, but just um, SEO marketing, Google AdWords, we're ranked very highly under like laser hair removal, Kansas City. So working on Working on that, we also have our scheduling and billing system is called MindBody and it's mostly for, it's usually not physician's offices, like yoga studios and maybe more like salon and spas use MindBody, it's similar to Vegaro and they have a really smart system that it's kind of, they do targeted marketing to our patients that are already in our database. We have a monthly newsletter. So really just kind of multifactorial. So small little things, seeing what works. I would say, you know, I haven't done a lot of print or billboards or anything like that. It's hard to find your return on investment. And I'm in a business program right now. I have a business mentor and we've been working on marketing and looking at doing a real big push here in the next, six months or so and focusing on building the business now that I have a larger facility. I know you didn't ask about this, but we we were in about a thousand square feet for the first like seven and a half years. So when I first opened that beautiful spot that I knew was just perfect, outgrew it after about six years. It took about a year to find a spot and then do the build out. And we just moved into a 5,000 square foot location on, on August 4th. So huge expansion. So now I have the room to be able to market. That was always one of the issues really for the past like three years. We could only have a certain number of patients come through the door because we had three rooms. I didn't have my own office I was (laughs) during the day. If I wasn't in a room with the patient, I was kind of just sitting wherever in the back or sitting up front, or I was just kind of out of my element at times. But now that we have the facility that we can continue to grow and just starting to hire more staff that can take some of the load. If we do a big marketing campaign.
0: That's amazing. Oh, thank you. Well, if anybody is in Kansas city or traveling to Kansas city and they want to get something done special while they're here, how would they get in touch with you?
1: So they could call us 816-463-4440. I offer a complimentary consultation as the physician to all of our new patients that walk through the door. Or our website, www.plosamedicalspa.com. If you head to the website immediately, there's something that pops up that is a widget that takes you to our online scheduling. So you can also schedule online 24 hours a day.
0: Is there anything you want to say to the audience, either something special that you do or... Great advice if they want to do something. I don't know. Any last
1: words, I guess? I guess I would say last words. I truly do love what I do when I wake up in the morning. I enjoy going into work. I know there's there's things always wax and wane. We've had we've had theft. We've had difficult employees. That's been one of the most, I would say, trying as a business owner, one of the most trying things is managing employees. And I think as physicians, we don't always do that well. But overall. Being out of hospital medicine and being my own boss, there's times where it's difficult, but I also love what I do love when I wake up every day and also just being a female and wanting to allow men and women to feel comfortable and confident in the skin they're in. That's what my mission is to be able to provide a comfortable space for anyone who would like to look relaxed and refreshed. It's not about looking false or fake, but just feeling comfortable and beautiful in your skin.
0: I love it. You know, I mentioned this at the beginning of the show, but I forgot to circle back to it. You have also done modeling since
1: we got out of residency. How did you get into that and did you love it? Sure. So my business neighbor, she her name's Natalia Meyer and her handle is Lucius Sarto she is a seamstress but she's also a couture designer and she's someone who designs for fashion weeks and she routinely designs for kansas city fashion week and she we became fast friends and she asked me to model for her in one of her shows and that was oh gosh probably 2016 maybe that sounds about right And so I started my very first modeling experience was a runway show, like a packed house for Kansas City Fashion Week. And it's something that I did kind of fall in love with and started kind of more modeling with other designers and modeling out of state and different fashion weeks, and then also building up a social media. And I really enjoyed it while it lasted. What I will say is since the pandemic, I've had to focus And also wanted to I think that's incorrect I have wanted to focus all my time and energy on building my business and able to expand into this new location. So I've kind of taken a step back, but I think it provided me with the tools and the skills that i'll be able to grow my business and take it somewhere that I don't think I would have had the confidence to so even just. Here on a podcast with you talking on camera. If you go to our website, you'll see I'm talking on camera a lot. If you would have asked me in 2014 to sit down and talk to someone on video, I don't think I would have come across the same way. So if nothing else, it helped me with my own personal confidence. And I think it will continue to allow me to build my business for the future and then possibly for sale in the future. That's so fun.
0: You're I don't know. You've just done all the things that I think we all think, wow, that would be really cool. And you just did them. So (laughs) kudos to you. Thank you so much. Well, I'd like to thank everybody for listening to Grand Rounds today, and I hope you'll join me again next week. Thanks again, Dr. Botros. Thank you, Dr. Tammy. (laughs) Bye.